Welcome to Create the Flow, a podcast to enlighten, inspire, and encourage other entrepreneurs to create their rhythm, process, and unique success story. Why go with the flow when you can create your own? Welcome, everybody, and Happy New Year. My name is Monica Freeman, and I'm the CEO and founder of Monica Freeman Studios. We are an innovative and luxury brand and creative agency for those of you guys that don't know or haven't heard of us, and I am your host for this podcast, so hi, and I can't begin to explain you guys how happy it feels to be with you because I know so many people were over 2020, and just to be starting this year on a completely fresh foot, I'm just so happy because I know I have a lot of valuable information that hopefully will help you guys pivot in your businesses, start your businesses, or scale your businesses. And with that, I wanted to just start this first episode out telling you guys a little bit about my background. I think sometimes when you hear how somebody else got their start and what they did differently that helped them become successful, it's not only encouraging, but it's educational. And if I can do anything today, I'm hoping that it's definitely inspire or educate you. So I actually am a designer. I went to school for business, and then I went to school for fashion design. And then after that, I wasn't sure I wanted to be a fashion designer, so I studied design and media arts. I knew that in some capacity, I wanted to be a CEO. I was a natural born entrepreneur. I always had that entrepreneurial spirit. So I knew at the end of the day, I didn't want to work for anybody else, but I just wasn't sure how to do that. I don't know that I was as resourceful as I could have been back in the day. I studied everything I needed but it still wasn't enough. I think there's something to be said about self-made individuals and any entrepreneurs really, because I think no matter how much you have in your toolbox, I think you're constantly challenging yourself and you're constantly growing. So for me, I went straight into a nine to five and I worked for a lot of different companies. I tried to always take on like a year contract. So I wasn't fully committed because I knew I never wanted to settle down in a corporate business where I was working for somebody else and I had a ceiling cap and could only get to a certain level in my career. I knew that one day I wanted to be the CEO of my own business and I was going to do everything I could to learn anything I could about every intricate detail of owning and running a successful company. So I worked for an investment bank I also worked in entertainment. I worked in media. I did a lot of design work. And then I worked most recently my career, because I think at this point, I thought this is what I was going to do with the rest of my life, was managing talent. And I specifically was managing musicians and very successful musicians. So it was a lot of work because there were no days off and it was seven days a week and literally 24-7. So we were working around the clock and I loved it. I had a very generous salary. I loved my home. I had a beautiful condo in West Hollywood and a lovely SUV that I had just purchased. I was traveling to 20 plus countries a year and not just with my artists, but also by myself. It was a really beautiful time in my life. I had a great group of friends and family always first. Family is the most important thing. So my family's always been so supportive and I loved what I was doing. I At that point in time, I thought that was going to be my end-all be-all. I was just so happy with what I was doing and building a future. I thought for sure one of the artists I was managing, he and I would launch our own startup and be successful in our own right. But life has a different way of working out and it just kind of takes its own turns and twists and has plot twists, if you will. So that happened to me about a month before the Me Too movement happened. 
my artist gave me an ultimatum to sleep with him or he was firing me. I, of course, said no, and he fired me. But at that time, it was really hard to digest because I was the most valuable asset he had. I was knowledgeable. My skill set was far superior for my job. The Me Too movement happened, and slowly, one by one, everybody was talking about how this happened to them. And I felt just fearful, fearful of working for anybody or putting myself in a, another situation where I could be sexually objectified and, and work for a man. I just, I was done working for men. I a hundred percent was like, became even more a feminist. And it was a really challenging time in my life. And I had no clue what I was going to do. I had a savings account, but that savings was only going to last me for a certain amount of time. And in my place was way expensive for the savings that I had. And I just, I was lost. I'm not going to lie. I was lost. And for anybody who knew me, they didn't know what was going on because I don't actually just go around sharing my personal business. So my family knew, my mom knew, and you know, she was always supportive and told me anything that I did, I was going to land on my feet. Like I was strong and she really believed in me. And I think it's so important to have a strong group of people as your backbone, like your support system, people that are in your court that really, really are like rooting for you because to surround yourself with negativity and people that are going to pull you down will discourage you. One tip I will give you before we even get into it about starting a business is I don't think when you're ready to do something, you need to consult with everybody. It's not up to them to make your dreams become a reality. It's not up to them to decide what's going to work for you. I have been so successful and I never gave up because I knew what I wanted and I was never going to give up. But I'm not going to lie. After I got laid off, I was I was stuck. I took three months just to think what I wanted to do. I, I was so lost. I was in a very dark place. That was just a really rough time, but I won't go into all of that. But what I will say is that I got in a relationship with a man who was very helpful and he was like, why don't you come charge scooters with me? I didn't really think scooters was an option. So I kind of just laughed at it until he was serious about it. And I asked him, okay, well, what does that entail? Like, tell me about it. So what scooters was, was basically they were these bird and lime scooters that were lined down every single street and pedestrians would rent them. And they'd basically pay, I don't know, a couple dollars to ride them around the city. And so we would be the people that would go pick them up when the batteries died and put them in our vehicle, drive them home, unload them, line them up in our house and charge them and then put them back on the street the next day so pedestrians could hop on them and ride them all day until a battery was depleted. And then we this groundhog day of a charge and repeat every day. Now, I think on a good day, if I could remember back to that point in my life, we were making about $150 a day. $150 an entire day, you guys. Which some days we were only working three hours, but on average, it was like seven to 10 hours. $150. I mean... Wow. And I was coming from like a salary where I don't even know the last time I was only making $150 a day. So I was struggling. I had to really humble myself and get serious about what I wanted. I knew this wasn't going to be a forever thing. But what I did know is that as humiliating and degrading as it felt to be doing that and embarrassing to like tell my friends who were asking, what are you doing now that you don't have a job? Oh, well, I'm charging scooters. Like, Ha ha ha, like that's my real life now. You know, it was like so wild to me. And I'm sure they thought crazy things about it. I don't even know what they thought. But all I know is that what I thought was it didn't matter what they thought. All I cared about was the fact that it, for the first time in my life, afforded me free time. 
free time that I had never had before. When I was managing my artist, we were working 24-7. I had already been wondering if there was more for me at that time. So I knew that it potentially, things could shift. And, and they did. Of course, I pivoted really quickly. I started charging the scooters and I did that for a good year, maybe a year and a half, actually. I don't really recall because it's such a blur now. All I know is that I did that as a means to an end. So while I was doing that, I, on the side, was starting to put together all the components I needed to start my business. And for me, I wasn't sure exactly what that was. I knew that I wanted to do something with design. I knew that I was a passionate about art direction and I knew that I loved visually stimulating things and marketing, but I had no clue how I was going to put all those pieces together because I didn't have a portfolio and I didn't have a client list. So I couldn't just like start my own company and be successful. So what I did was I started reaching out to brands that would do trade projects for me until I had experience under my belt. I couldn't really ask them to pay me. So I started doing trade projects. And then from trade projects, I started booking paid projects because I built such a strong portfolio with amazing brands that didn't pay me but I had all that work that I actually did for them. So I was able then to leverage that and take that to brands that wanted to pay me. And then I started using a photographer and a videographer to help me scale that and make even better content. And once I was able to produce really beautiful commercials and marketing packages for these brands, with my photographer and charge more, I bought the equipment that my photographer and my videographer had and I trained myself. I got smarter, you guys, I didn't work harder. And that's the biggest thing that I want you to realize is that anybody can turn a passion project into a career. It's just being strategic about it and being very smart about what you want. Because with me, I was connecting all these little dots and I had to learn the hard way by teaching myself in order to believe that I can do it. And so I finally stopped charging scooters and decided to launch my own business, you guys, after a year and a half, I want to say, of really building a portfolio, building client partnerships, raising my rates, learning every single skill set possible for every single position that I wanted to do so that I didn't have to outsource it. Of course, at some point I was going to scale and be able to hire people to do it or outsource it, but I needed to know how to do it myself so that I could make that money and I could present the best possible project for these people. And in my second week of ever launching my business, I made 50K. This is the girl that went from charging scooters and making $150 a day to 50K in her first two weeks of launching her business. And I'm telling you this not to discourage you, but to motivate you, to encourage you, to help you realize that wherever you are right now in your careers, you have tools in your toolbox. Those skills were meant to do something and you can apply them. You just have to be dedicated and really hone in on what you want. Where do you see yourself long-term? So wherever you are in your business right now, you can pivot and you can pivot successfully and you can pivot gracefully. And if you haven't started, there is a way that you can start, but first you have to hone in on one specific niche. You have to really get specific about what you want. And then you have to either utilize the skills that you already have. And if you don't know how to start, then all you have to do is study other people that are doing it, that are successful, study what they did, bridge the gap. There's always, always a gap in the market that you want to pursue to be successful. You guys, you have to find answers to questions. If you have a service or product, you have to fill the void. What is it that the market is missing? I know that there's something that you want to pursue right now that you think it's too saturated of a market. So you're discouraging yourself because you're trying to find something so uniquely different that is 
just your thing that nobody else has, well, that doesn't exist, you guys. Not everybody's gonna create the wrap dress and have one individual unique thing that nobody's ever done before. You just have to find the gap in that market that's missing. Where can you fill the void and compliment somebody else's business and then maybe partner with them and scale together and help each other and gain contacts from each other. But the first thing you have to do is start. Every successful business starts. They start with an idea. They start with a passion project. They start with a dream. They start with a goal. They start with something and then they hustle to make it real. I'm telling you this because everyone starts at the same place, which is the starting line. And everybody gets to the finish line. But the people that don't make it to the finish line typically get to the middle and then they turn around and go back to the starting line. But the thing that they don't realize is it takes as much time to start and get to the middle and turn around and go back to the starting line as it does to start and finish. But they get so discouraged, they think it's easier going backward. Well, it's not because you're just more frustrated that it didn't work out. You're just more frustrated that your dreams are still there burning inside of you. You're craving something that wants to come out and you can't figure out a way to do it. So it's so much better to just really push through, create your own flow, figure out exactly what you need and go after it. And there's nothing holding you back. Literally nothing. If you really think about it, we spend on average, let's say there's, if, if you sleep eight hours a night, we spend about a third of our day working. And for some people, they spend a lot more than that. I mean, for me personally, because I am an entrepreneur and I'm the CEO of my company, I spend a good 50% of my day working. So you better believe that I crave it. I get up so happy about work. I want to make other people that happy about work. I want to make the people I'm working with that happy about the projects they're hiring my company to do. To me, it's what I love. My dream has become a reality and yours can too, because it is never too late to the party of your life. Let me say that again, you guys. It's never too late to the party of your life. What do you want to celebrate? Do you want to celebrate success? What does that look like to you? Do you want to celebrate family? What does that look like to you? Do you want to celebrate health, travel, happiness? All these things are a part of the party of your life. And a big part of that party is your career, you guys. You're never too late to that. You're never too late to pivot. At any moment in time, you can pivot and go left or pivot and go right. But you have to make the choice to do that. You have to really, really, really trust in your process have faith in your process, go after what you want, be committed to it, and be dedicated. Dedicated like it's the only opportunity. It's the only thing. There's nothing else in the world that you want this bad. And I promise you, when you see it clearly, like I finally do, you will be able to connect the dots. It'll make sense. It'll make sense why you had that one job. Maybe you're in this job right now. That one job that you were pursuing while you had to do your passion project at nighttime. I always call it the nine to five and the five to nine. So for the nine to fivers that have their passion project that they work 5 p.m. to 9 a.m., whether you're in that position or whether you're just about to launch your business or whether you've already launched your business, all the dots will be connected. You will finally see how they made sense and what something taught you that led you to something else, to another and another. Sacrifices sometimes are the most rewarding thing. And what's better than a sacrifice You can have back anything that you gave up when you've made it. It's like it might have been a sacrifice in that moment, but now you get it all back. I gave up so much stuff to get to where I'm at now. And now I'm finally in a position where I have it all back. And I am blessed. I am so grateful. And I want you guys to feel that way. I want you to know that anything that you're doing right now has potential to lead you to where you're supposed to be. 
Anything that you are doing right now doesn't mean that you're stuck there and you have to do it forever. Everything is a stepping stone to the next place that you want to go. It is never too late to the party of your life and it is never too late to pivot and start something new. I pivoted at 37 years old and made more money in my entire life in one year than I had in all the years combined. And I'm telling you this because it's possible. It does not just have to be a dream as I've said already. Your reality can also be your dream. Get very serious about exactly what you want. Have the confidence, not the discouragement. Really hone in on that. Put a plan in action. Utilize all of your skills and don't give up. Don't give up. Please don't give up. If I can challenge you to do anything this year in 2021, it's to pivot in the direction that's going to make you happiest so you can celebrate everything in your life that you've ever wanted and it only grow from there. I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. It was so great to be here with you. Keep that positive mindset and I will see you next week at the same time. Thank you for listening to this episode of Create the Flow Podcast. My name is Monica Freeman and I hope to inspire you not to go with the flow, but create your own. Follow along on Instagram and Facebook at Monica Freeman Studios and at Create the Flow Podcast on Instagram.